Hey, this is Enoch Leffingwell. Today we're going to be looking at, um, again, these seven schools of study, but specifically about science. And we're going to be um, seeking to understand how can we find a science to every subject, every uh, part of life, every outcome that we are looking for. And we see that um, there are um, there are certain things that we desires that we're praying for, things that we want, things that we um, recognize that we are in great need of in our life, but we don't know how to get those things. Well, I want to encourage you with a concept that that uh, many of these results, they, there is a step-by-step -step system, a step-by-step -step process, a science, if you will, to be able to accomplish anything um, in, in, in life and um, in this opportunity. So we're going to be diving into this. But first, let's do a little review. What were the seven schools of study that we, uh, that we learned about last time? Scripture? Yes, we have the scriptures. The Savior. We've got the Savior, that's right. Science. We've got science. Uh, you guys are doing good. Uh, song. Song, song. Yeah. yes. <laughs> We got a sacred song. That has been really blessing me lately. Sacred song. Stories. Stories. Good job. Wow. You guys are really paying attention. Six <laughs> and seven. Um, when I like service. Yeah, we got service. And then this is sharing. sharing the love and parting. We got this sharing stuff, which is why we come to the leadership table here, so that we can share, and we can engage, we can participate. So I love to hear from, from folks. Um, Alright, so what we're going to be doing is, we're going to be looking at science. Now, science is very interesting, because um, as we look at this, um, the definition of science is any branch of knowledge or study dealing with a body of facts or truths systematically arranged and showing the operation of general laws. So we see um, it's, a, it's a basically a subject. You, you take a subject or a branch of knowledge and it's systematically um, Organized and it's showing the operation of general laws. Now this is extremely easy. Yes, and um, a system is a step-by-step -step process to get a consistent, repeatable, predictable result. So if you look at some really basic systems, you have a recipe. If you want to make a cake, is literally follow the step-by-step. -step. If you follow the instructions, you're going to get the exact same cake every single time. And that's why um, just like you could bake a cake, you can, you can lose weight just by uh, baking, uh, just like you could bake a cake, you can um, overcome your painful emotions in 90 seconds or less. Just you, whatever the, uh, the result is, whatever the outcome that you're looking for in life, you, there's a step-by-step -step process to do it. There's a science. Yes? Is it really like a framework? It is a framework, yes. Um, a, a framework is simply, it's a system, a step-by-step -step that anybody can use and it's something that especially teachers and experts and, and, and uh, thought leaders, they use when people, the, the framework um, differentiates just the random preacher to someone who's able to really transform and impact lives. Frameworks allow anyone to take what you're learning, sink their teeth into it, to actually follow step by step and get the same result in their life. The, the framework is a differentiator, yes. So the scriptures save your science and that's a framework, right? This is the framework, yes. This, these seven um, schools of study, that's, that's a framework and it helps it to be easier to remember. Absolutely, so everything we're doing is, is following a framework, it's following a system and a, fr a framework could be taught in three seconds, thirty seconds, three minutes, thirty minutes, three hours, or three days. The same system could be repeat and enlarge. This could be a seven-day um, series right here, but uh, we're not going to do that today, <laughs> as much as I'd love to. 
Um, so yeah, th this is a system. So what I wanted to share is some amazing stuff. Now, if you understand science by this terminology, see, usually when I thought of like a scientist, I thought of someone who's like studying in like a chemistry lab with a microscope, who's like blowing stuff up in the lab or dealing with like um, real expensive stuff with a lab coat. I think like that was a scientist. But when you understand that science is really just taking a subject and seeing how laws are governing the results, and how, how you and, and gathering a step-by-step -step collection of information, then you begin to realize, wait a second. A scientist is much more than we generally think. And I, I looked up the definition of science and it said, a person who is studying or has a expert knowledge of one or more of the natural or physical sciences. So what you see is, uh, as far as like a scientist um, is someone who basically has an expert knowledge of, of, uh, of one of these sciences that we, that we talked about. Now, in this, in this generation, there's this whole industry called the expert industry. Now it's, it's like it's transitioning to the influencer industry. And um, in, this, in this world, we're living in uh, what kind of age? Uh, Daniel chapter 11, I mean, sorry, Daniel 12, verse 4. The Bible says, Knowledge. yes, and at the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and what would be increased? Knowledge shall be increased. So we are in what's known as the, um, the information age. There is so much information that is going out. And to someone who's not privy to frameworks and understanding the sciences of these different results, you might be looking in on all the information online and you're like, oh, it's just a bunch of like disconnected, overwhelming, and just crazy stuff that's just like there's no relation to itself. But as you go deeper in, you begin to realize, whoa, a lot of the people who are putting out, who are releasing videos or audios or podcasts, the people who are doing this for a living is they choose one subject and they dedicate their life to that subject or that result. Like there is a problem that they dedicate their lives to solving. <laughs> and as they're trying to solve that problem, then they, um, then they, uh, they teach frameworks, step-by-steps, to be able to solve that problem as well. And it helps tremendously uh, for people to understand, understand what needs to be done. Uh, there are, um, for instance, there are some people who dedicate their lives just to understanding the subject of influence. And they, they study about leadership, and they study about how the science to influence. They literally are giving you a step-by-step to get a consistent result, and that is to be able to influence people to lead others to Christ. There's people who um, who dedicate themselves to to like cooking, but not just cooking, but like teaching people how to cook, using frameworks, using recipes, showing people how to um, how to do these different things. And um, when we understand that, and you could literally just insert any any desire that you have, if you um, you can insert any desired result that you have in life that you want, and you can look for a, f a framework. Like for instance, um, we have. Uh, as I was like really looking back, I began to realize that all of the best systems, like all of the best things that we have right now as a ministry, in our lives, like these things are the result of a system that has been handed down, has been crafted over just poured thousands of hours into, created step by step, and then just given to us. Like for instance, one of the most, um, the, I'm going to share with you a list. These are some of the, the systems that have made the biggest impact in my life, period. And um, one of them was, it, it is a system, we'll, we'll put systems up here. System for um, studying the Bible. I found this system here, um, and it has been so life-changing. This is fundamentally what has made the biggest impact in my life. I learned about this in like when I was 17 years old, and every day, like applying these principles and learning and crafting a little bit more, 
Um, you're able to find direction from God like never before. So the system for studying the Bible, there's these 14 uh, steps, these 14 rules that you can understand the scriptures. And uh, by applying those 14 rules, it just makes so much sense. Um, and then another thing that was really profound, and it changed fundamentally the way that I look at life, was um, a system for creating systems. This is very meta, but there, there was, um, there's a course that this guy was just teaching you how to create systems and how to systemize an organization so that people can learn, so people can um, learn about how to spread the gospel, how to share Christ with the world, and that anyone with any skill set could follow the steps and get the same predictable results. And we've applied that to like every facet and area of our ministry, and, and it's allowed us to grow and triple our size um, with the people who were able to get on board and help. And that was extremely helpful. That was a 12-step process um, for this, a system for creating systems. Now, another thing that was really powerful is a system for, um, for, changing our, um, for changing our emotions. Now, this is something that we've been studying a lot here in the scriptures is a... Um, we've been studying about a, how to change any painful emotion in 90 seconds or less. And when you think about that, it's like, whoa, how do we um, change this? Okay. Thank you. The... Um, what I was, what I was saying is, um, this system has like so drastically changed my life and the lives of others who were teaching this framework too. Is it's a system for changing emotions. There's four steps to change any painful emotion. You look at stress, worry, anxiety, um, uh, anger, whatever it is that upsets you. You you can change that so quickly just by committing to learning the system and studying the system every moment of every day of your life can drastically be moved forward and transform. One of the most important decisions that we can make in life is to control our emotions and, and really to align your faith. How, would you, how many people would like to align their faith with their, feeling, their feelings with their faith? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how many see that, that the feelings are impacting like every relationship of their life and if, as long as we don't have control, it... it uh, it's, it's perplexing. There's a four-step process for doing that. And we teach that four-step process in um, our Direction from God program uh, that, that we, we teach our online students. This is how we, we coach people through this to master their emotions and manage this. Um, but this was a, a life-transforming system. It was incredible. Um, and then uh, there is also... Number four, there is a system for solving any problem. And this was amazing too. To realize that, that any problem can be like gone through the same framework, the same system. And there's a science to solving problems. Can you believe that? Just like name a problem in your life. There's a way that you can solve it with just six steps. There's only six steps. How, how do you do these things? Uh, well, we, we share them in our, in our coaching program, okay. uh, but we don't have time to go over this right now. What I'm, what I'm just explaining now is just the power of systems and frameworks. When you understand these things, it can impact every area of your life. I mean, like I said, people dedicate their entire lives just to creating systems. It's been decades of their lives to understand the science of systems. It's called systemology. And they teach other people how to become systemologists. You see, I'm a systemologist. I, have, I am dedicating my life to understanding systems and looking for high-level systems that produce high-level results and then and applying these things, remixing these things, and finding out the, who has the results that I want, what is, what is it that they're doing, and figuring that out, and then applying the same steps. And it's just like baking a cake we can get the same results. So these, these things have been life transforming. Another one is this, um, there's a system for 
prioritizing our focus, that was really powerful. This has helped me to um, quickly be able to take any tasks through this, this framework that you can identify. It's um, called the focus funnel. You can look it up on YouTube. And, and it allows you, it just shows like, is this a task that should be eliminated? Does this have to be done? Can it be automated? Does it ha can, is there be a system that we could put in place? And can it be delegated? Does it have to be done by me? And uh, if it can't be eliminated, automated, or delegated, then I have to, but can it be procrastinated on purpose? And then done later, and then put on top of the focus funnel again? Or, uh, if not, then we got to concentrate. And when you go through, when you take every task, every possibility through that focus funnel, it allows you to prioritize things like never before. A lot of times we are majoring in minor things, and it really makes it difficult to move forward. But that was, that was very life-changing. But what, what I want you to see is just that whatever the result is, people, people really like dedicate serious time and effort in figuring these things out. And they just put it together for you, um, all on on this little package. Another thing that has been extremely life changing for me is having our, our daily account book. See this this book right here has been incredible. We just got this printed. This is printed by the Army of Youth, and what we've done is we've actually taken many of the systems here and we've applied these principles to the account book and. This is basically a, a book that is allowing you to create a system in the evening and in the morning that is helping you to find the biblical principles based on the scriptures, the example of the Savior, the science of, of, um, of these steps, and understanding how is it that we can collect the stories of our life by examining and reflecting on the experiences that we've had and be intentional with what we share in the service that we have to the world. This is so that we can live our calling. This is so you can live your calling. But this, going through this and having our students going through this has been a life transforming experience. Uh, just daily following that account book has been unlike anything before. N another thing that I realized, like for instance, I told you that there's people who dedicate their lives like decades to just talking just teaching about leadership, just teaching about one subject. They're, they're the science of leadership. And when I was reading this book, it was by John Maxwell, and it, I think it was Developing Leaders Around You, and it was, he was mentioning how if you're going to have an organization that develops leaders, then you need to have a system for developing leaders. And I was like, what? A system for developing leaders? And as I began to think about that, I realized, wait a second, a system is a step-by-step -step that anybody can follow with any experience to get the same repeatable result. So I'm like, wait a second. Imagine having a system that anybody could follow and it turns followers into leaders. It's just being able to develop. It is a very simplified, uh, it's a very simple process. So part of that system for developing leaders, I'm like, well, should we just create that on, like, should we just like fabricate that? or? search it through the scripture and see how did Jesus turn followers into leaders. And so that's how that study came about. So we've gone through some of those 21 ways that Jesus turned followers into leaders. Jesus was following a system, do you see? Jesus was very systematic. Um, even Paul was. Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 14.40, he says, Let all things be done decently and what? In order. In order. So there's an order to these systems. And that's why a lot of times we're doing the right thing in the wrong order. Like imagine if you're, if you're baking, a, um, baking a cake, you have some of your dry ingredients that you're mixing up, and then you have your wet ingredients that you mix up, you get your batter, and then you bake it. But what if you were to take your wet ingredients, bake it first, and then mix the, the, flour, the dry ingredients? Would you get the same thing? No way. So the order matters. See, the problem is you and I when we're frustrated, we're often doing the right things, but at the wrong order of our life. So we're not getting the results that we desire. We're not, we're not experiencing the experiences that we want to. 
And there are subject, there are scientists, there are influencers, there are people who have dedicated serious time in helping other people like you and I to get that desired result that we want, to solve that problem we're looking for. And um, they have the knowledge of what order to put it in. And just that alone could save us decades of trial and error. Who wants to save years? Who wants to learn in months what took others years to learn? Amen. Absolutely. Systems are the way understanding the science is going to help tremendously. So having a, a system for developing leaders has been amazing. And you know what? Um, one of the things that he suggests that we do is to create a leadership table. And in creating a leadership table, what we're following here, this, this conversation, is part of the system for developing leaders. You're here being exposed to leadership concept and understanding uh, patterns and understanding principles that you can apply everywhere. So these things are, are not... Um, these are um, these are things that you can apply in any area of life, and this is what we want to like really focus on. Because leaders are uh, masters at recognizing patterns; they're looking for patterns in all areas of life, and they're masters at utilizing patterns. This is what I really want you to see, and this was so profound because. Um, an example was I was looking at a, I was training about content and how videos are recorded and put online. Um, someone was explaining how there is these patterns that you can find throughout all these different uh, uh, niches or, or unique topics. So, um, and he gave this example which was really powerful that there are formats that are used at the same time consistently. Some formats is like, um, some formats is like you have two guys sitting next to each other, one's being interviewed and they're having a conversation. That's a format. And then another format is a skit. People, there's different actors and there's a guy directing and there's a cameraman and they're just playing out this play that, that has some sort of um, engaging information that's benefiting people who watch it. And uh, there's another format where a person's talking directly to the camera and that's how they do that. Um, and once, and they were explaining how you got to pick a format, and then once you have that, you recognize that pattern, you apply that, then you put your own content in there, you put your own message in there, and your own experiences. The, the seven, seven area, um, schools of study, you use those different things, and then once you understand that, I was like, whoa, that really simplifies things. That's a pattern. I never noticed that pattern, and now that you mention it, I see it everywhere. And a lot of the things, how, how many of you, since coming to these leadership tables, you've started to notice things everywhere that you've never seen before? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's amazing as you're going through life, you're like, whoa, I get what's going on now. Because you, as a leader, are starting to recognize these patterns. Um, so when, when, I, when I look back and I really see like all of the most powerful things in our lives, it's... Um, we got it from a system. These things have helped us tremendously. Looks like the camera got disconnected. Yeah. Oh, is that the camera? Did oh. I pull the camera out? Yeah, you did. The, air, the heater went out. Tell me what I did. Here. Sometimes it happens. This is the opportunity to practice the changing any painful emotion, 90 seconds or less, <laughs> trading our expectation for appreciation. Wait, what's this right here? Praise the Lord, it's working. Yeah. Well, it's flickering, but that's good. Okay, cool. Then maybe he just like tapped it and it went out when you reset it. didn't actually get unplugged. Maybe she plugged in something, so... Oh, well then that's... All right, great. So yeah, this is another another example of like when things are not going like what what I learned about this, these painful emotions is that all upset comes because of unmet expectations. There is some like think about that. Write it down. All upset 
comes because of unmet expectations. You can trace back every time someone gets upset to that they had an expectation, it didn't get fulfilled, and when there was a gap between what was expected and what actually took place, they got upset. It was upsetting. But what we, um, what's incredible is, uh, like, go throughout life, recognize that. From now on, when you see someone upset, try to think, what was the expectation? And you'll see that it wasn't met. And when I learned that, I was like, this is amazing. But then the next step was even better because it's one, it's like one to recognize the problem. It's totally different to have the solution and apply the solution. Now, what do you do when, when you see that your expectations weren't met? Do you guys want to know the solution? Okay. It is, um, you, you want to trade, you, you want to trade your expectation for appreciation. Th this is the key right there. You trade your expectation for appreciation and um, you do that by rather than focusing on what's missing, like what you expected and is not there, Whenever you're upset, you're always thinking about what's missing. And instead of being grateful for what you have, but in that moment of pain, then, I mean, you can change your emotion in seconds. And at first it's difficult, but it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the better it gets. And you start appreciating um, what you, uh, what about this situation can you appreciate? Like, I'm, I'm glad that Pastor Smith is here. I mean, there was a disconnect of the, uh, the camera and, and some distraction before, but I'm like, hey, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we're able to share. This is a blessing. I wouldn't want you to be outside of these, these doors, so it's good. Um, and, and when you see what you can appreciate instantly, it changes your state because you're, you're, you're changing your, your focus. And that's just one of those four steps. So what you want to do is, if you know anything about habits, every habit has a trigger, a behavior, and then the reward. So let the expecta unmet expectations become your, ha your habit, your trigger. Every time you have unmet expectations, like train your brain to associate that as a trigger to find something you could appreciate, find something you could be grateful for. And when you do, it'll, it, it could, you can choose to live in a beautiful emotional state. And remember, character is two things, thoughts and feelings combined. Um, if the thoughts are wrong, the feelings will be wrong. So start thinking about what you can appreciate. Yes? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Oh, what were you going to say? Uh, about the thoughts. Like, the reason, like, if we have an expectation, it's in our mind. But if we appreciate, we're placing a different thought in our mind than before. And that is how we can change our feelings. Because our feelings are so much, um, are a result of what our thoughts. So if we're constantly thinking, like, oh, my expectation wasn't met, or I'm upset because of this. Because, and then your feelings like go downward, but if you look at the appreciation um, and look for things that you're grateful for in that, in that uh, thing that you didn't expect went that way, um, you can really change your feelings through that. Absolutely. So your thoughts or your focus is what is creating the emotion. More and more, I've like come to realize like how your thoughts work, and like the and like how you can actually like change your thoughts. And you, I've never been so aware of my like feelings or like my my emotions, and like realizing that I can actually change and shift my my feelings uh, based on like what I'm thinking. And I'm like, whoa, this is strange. Yeah, who who would rather control their emotions? rather than having their emotions control you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's what's beautiful because that's a system. It's a framework. And it's one of those things that it's like, I use it every day. And the more that we develop and we cultivate this skill, you'll be equipped to influence others with this skill. Because in order for you to influence others, you must be influenced. In order for you to touch others, you must be touched. In order for you to persuade others, you must be persuaded. So the more, the, the first person that we need to lead is leading ourselves, influencing ourselves to choose to live in a beautiful 
um, emotional state and, and one that has Christ-like emotions. Because um, the, uh, this, is, this is one of the four steps to align your feelings with your faith. And it, it's really an amazing thing. So, um, one thing that I want to share with you is really powerful. Um, there's this concept, um, again, this is, this is a framework that I learned. It wasn't originally for me, but this is, uh, this is something that's called the remix strategy. And this remix strategy is a system for learning and gathering. You could apply it to um, pretty much all of these different, uh, these seven schools of study. Because what the remix is, it allows you to study something outside of your niche or outside the context of what you're doing or what you're trying to get information for. And you can get ideas of how this applies to what you're doing. Like, for instance, um, what would be a good example? Um, something that we have remixed in the past. Um... Something that people are trying to remix. One of these? Yeah, the account books people remix all the time. Oh. Developing leaders, they don't do it the same way. Okay, sure. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and, yeah, in this... Uh, and so, let's say you could take just about any um, anything... Um, when, when, you're, when you're trying to put together when you're trying to get any results, the first thing that you want to do is you want to, you want to ask the question, who has the result that I want? I mean, we should not be taking uh, relationship advice or um, like, um, like, would you want to take marital counsel from someone who's like divorced, broken up, and like they're suing each other? It's like, let me tell you how to have a happy marriage as they're in the courtyard, courtroom. So that's not, that's generally not what you want to do. It's the same thing with like, when you're starting an entrepreneur endeavor. You want to, if you're like a gospel entrepreneur, evangelistic minded, and you want to start a business. Yes? I was just thinking of uh, Funnel Audibles. Mm -hmm. Just that whole mindset is, it's the remix strategy. It is. Like the split testing also. Yeah. It's a remix strategy. It is not being so committed if something's not working, that you can't change it. You can go back and, and re-examine it so that you can come out with a better outcome before you get to the full end. <coughs> yeah. That's my mindset of what you, I think you're saying. That's good. Um, I, would, I would say with the funnel audibles, that's um, maybe not exactly the, the remixing, um, but more of like funnel hacking would be remixing. Okay. That's right. taking something that is, is a... Well, like I'll give an example. So like... Uh, but thank you for the comment. Um, if you want to start a business, a lot, of t a lot of people get discouraged because they take advice from their parents, their, their well-meaning intended uh, friends, and they're like, look, that's a, that's a bad idea. Or maybe, hey, you know what, you should focus over here. And they've never run a business that was successful. They've never, um, they've never been able to solve people's problems at the scale and the degree that you would like to. And so they're trying to tell you how to do things or what's a good idea, what's a bad idea. And a lot of times what people are not up on, they're down on. And um, so we take advice from people who don't have the results. Like your, your mother, your parent might be a wonderful um, a Bible student. They might be a wonderful um, person when it comes to like health and they have some the good health, health principles, but they might be terrible with finances and business. There's probably not someone that you should be taking financial advice from. Listen to someone who has the results that you want, someone who is debt-free, someone who has an income that is maybe supporting themselves. If you have a dream, if you have a desire to work for God, you want to use your talents for the Lord, go find someone who is working for the Lord in the manner or similar capacity that you would like to and find out what system, what, what steps did they take. And the remix strategy is basically taking something that is already successful and um, remixing it. And it's not, it's not copying what they do. 
You don't want to follow the, exactly what they're doing in that sense because um, God has given you unique abilities. You have an art of how you um, tweak and, and tune things, but you want to see something that was very successful already and you can identify principles and apply it to the context of what you're doing or what you're setting out to do. Um, what was really amazing is um, I, I originally learned this because again I was taking a course that was explaining how viral videos work and um, in this viral video they were explaining um, how they can just consistently record viral videos that just reach millions of people. They crack the code, they understand. And um, they, they were showing that what you do is you take a viral video that has already just exploded and taken off and you look at the look for patterns. You recognize what about it was really uh, made that successful. And it might be a video that is in a completely, totally different topic, niche, or arena as you. Um, it might be a video about, um, I'm trying to think of some examples here. Um, Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't want to give an example of some cat videos. Well, it, um, it, gives a, it gives a virality over and over again. Okay, Tina, thank you for the suggestion. You know, like the Jay Shetty, like what he does? Yeah. Like, um, I'm not exactly sure. I think his videos are like based on like, you know, helping people or like, I guess it... And Dar Darman, I think that's Yeah, right? Darman. Yeah, I think they did the same thing, right? Yeah, that's true. They're both very, like, very viral. Yeah, there's viral. these, yeah, two, two influencers, you'd probably recognize them. Uh, Jay Shetty, he had the number one most viewed video on planet Earth in 2017, and probably 18 also, uh, but it wasn't verified. And it's like, they understand these systems, but what they do is they just have a sketch. They have a sketch of these interactions that people go through and someone's going through the story and then um, they have like a, a lesson uh, behind that. And you know, it's dealing with things that people, that are very close to people's, um, they're, they're very close to people's um, heart and their life. And so what you could do is like, I know I have a brother who loves directing stuff. He kind of has a hard time being on camera. He has a hard time being consistent in those areas. But he has so many ideas for sketches and possibilities. And what he wants to do is he wants to take the parables and have like acted parables that are teaching Bible principles, Bible um, lessons and characters, and, and uh, just helping people to understand these principles. Jesus kind of did this in the mind of, of his hearers by sharing these, uh, by sharing these parables. And he, he allowed them, their imagination to go through this process, this scene, this familiar association that they understand, and he, he connected with it um, these lessons that you can, that you can learn. Um, but what is... Yes? So I don't fully understand the remix understanding. So remix is, the remix strategy then is to take something successful and then model it? It's, it's, uh, Yes, and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to explain it. It's, it's taking something that's successful um, in a different niche or industry and then modeling that and seeing what principles can you extract that are transferable to what you're doing. So looking at something that is successful in nature, birds flying, and then saying, I want to make an airplane. Is, is that, your, is that uh, the same thing? So you yeah. Say, how do they do it? There you I go. Think we can do something similar to get a, a, a different outcome, but something that would be beneficial. Yes, I would say that that's, that's a very good example of, of remixing. Um, a lot of the best inventions that have came is really just remixing what God has created mm -hmm. and then allowed for flight to take off. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, another thing, too, is like um, the... I find that there are... Um, Um, an example, like, like, let's go, turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, and uh, we could begin in verse 16 and 17. Very, very, um, 
it's a fundamental uh, problem, and there's a fun and there's a simple solution. Acts 17, 16 through 17. Pastor, would you like to read it for us? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Oh, okay, no worries. Acts 17? Yeah, Acts 17, 16. It says, Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. And the next verse? Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. So Paul was preaching the gospel, but where is he sharing his message? In the market. In the market daily. So that is marketing. And when you see that Paul, he was a marketer. He went to the market and he got his message to the masses. That's how Jesus and Paul was able to come in contact with these thoroughfares of travel. And there's these principles of, of marketing there. That's why these people were at the market. They were selling products and services. And they learned from those selling products and services that, hey, this is how they come in contact with the, tr the foot traffic of all the people who are walking to and fro in these thoroughfares. And then they're selling goods and services. Well, we, with the gospel, we can go to these same marketplaces and we can get our message out. We can preach. We can share. We can inspire faith. We can tell people there is a higher purpose for living. And so um, there is, there's marketing principles. Now, one of the problems, now we're talking about results here. One of the problems of ministry so often is that they have a message. They have an art. They have a, a, um, they have a way to really transform someone's life. It might be... It might be they have an amazing marriage and they want to share with others how they can have an amazing Christian marriage. Or it might be that someone has a gift, a passion, a skill in cooking. They love cooking and they just, they just really enjoy that cooking and they can help transform people's lives, their bodies, their minds, their spiritual life with the food um, that God has provided to be a service for men. But... It doesn't matter what art or skill you have. If you can't get your message to the people, to the masses, that's called marketing, getting the message to the masses, then you will not be able to bless a single soul. It's this marketing, uh, it's this bridge, this missing link in this chain that without marketing, your gift and your calling, they cannot be connected. Yes? So would you say like the remix strategy would be like, um, you know, we are to preach the gospel to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. But then, um, but we can learn <coughs> principles from like people that are have like persuasion. Uh, what are they? Copywriters. Yeah, like copywriters or like people who are very successful in their business and like in um, persuading people. Yeah. We uh, can learn from them how to preach the gospel in, in that way? I, I think that's a good example. Um, like like what, what you're talking about is persuasion. Uh, persuasion, there is a science to persuasion, which means there are scientists who just focus on this subject. And persuasion is also called influence. It's also called um, selling. Persuasion is called... Um, just, it's helping people to take action and understand. Now, um, yeah, like an example is when I first became a Christian, see, from age like 10 years old to 16, I was selling things. I, was, I sold things constantly. I love selling things. I sold candy when I was younger. I sold gum when I was in middle school, made thousands of dollars when I was 12. And um, I was just, and then I started flipping cars when I was in high school. And there was just selling as a part of like who I was. But when I became a Christian and I gave my heart to Jesus at age 16, I put away all those selling things and the passion, the skills and everything with selling. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use those skills that I learned through persuading others to buy gum or whatever. And I'm going to use those skills for selling ideas, selling a message, selling a concept and start teaching the gospel. So that, that was a remixing, but I, I didn't actually realize that there was actual selling principles that can integrate and that true gospel missionaries, self-supporting missionaries have a product or service that they are selling. Um, and it's not just the, the, the relying on just uh, like 
offerings and, and donations because um, when you look at all the nation of Israel, every Levite, every priest, every minister, they had a trade, they had a skill, they had a business that they could financially support themselves. They had things, products and services to offer of monetary value even though they were in full-time ministry. That's why Paul was a tent maker. And, and through his business, he was able to come in contact with a group of people, a class of people he otherwise never could. So the problem is, here, because we're in this non-profit section um, as, as ministries, then we see the for-profit, and they're using these terminologies like, they're talking about leads, they're talking about sales and conversions, they're talking about uh, marketing, and, and they're talking about all these different like watchwords or these words that just like, it's this jargon that seems so like foreign to us. And we're like, well, we're, we're preaching the gospel. That really doesn't have anything to do with us. And you could just like, just throw it away and, and throw it out and just be like, because I'm not selling anything for monetary value, then um, that doesn't apply. But if you understand the remix strategy, you can realize, hey, you know, we may not have a product or service, but every time they're talking about selling a product, we could replace that in our minds with um, sharing the gospel, persuading people to accept not our product, but to accept our, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And everything they said about selling a product, it starts to apply, and you're like, whoa. And, and while they are talking about customers, see, we would never call our, our, our people customers. We have, we have students. We have um, people who, are like, they're volunteers. There's donors. There are people, like, corporate or affiliates, people who want to help share our message, the, the gospel with other people. Now, these are, are, like, remixing. Now, I'm not saying that, like, students and donors and volunteers and these things are customers, but when you realize that, like, we would, um, if you remix and you're asking, like, what is the principle here? That principle is this is a community, that these businesses are building community. That's what they do. And they're providing a service to their community. And as a church, you see, well, what does a church do? The church is building community, and they're providing a service to the members who are participating in their community. So you have... Um, you're able to remix some of these things that as you're listening, you realize um, that there's some principles that could apply. And the remix strategy allows you to learn from any industry. It, they could be talking about cars and how a vehicle works, and you're getting ideas of how you could, um, how you could work together. You could get leadership ideas from how a vehicle runs, and there's different parts of the engine, and how one's dependent on the other, and, and you can identify some principles of, of an engine and see how the principles of a team can work much better. And if one car engine part is missing and one team member is missing, then the whole thing may not be able to run. And you can explain to people the value that they have. That's, that's remixing something that's already successful and you're applying it to your system. And, and so you're, you're asking the question when you're going through some, like, like we we listen to I mean we all have like hobbies and interests and and things that like interest us uh, that are outside of just like studying the scriptures and we can look like as we're read as we're going through maybe they're like cooking recipes online we can see which ones are really successful which ones are getting millions of views that have um, that have um, good ingredients or maybe they might even have bad ingredients but again we're not copying their ingredients we're seeing how can I substitute how can I remix uh, their recipe to make something that would be really healthy yes so my, <clears throat> my wife is an excellent cook but one of the things she does is she takes Betty Crocker recipes that are filled with things that sh we don't eat and she just finds ways to remix that thing. Yeah, that's the example. And she does it all the time. You know, so she makes food that people want to eat like Betty did. Mm -hmm. And then by doing so, she just changes some of the things and ends up with a similar result, mm -hmm. which is happy people eating good food. Yeah. Um, but she just took that which was successful and she just um, remixed made, it. Uh, made it fit to her own, her, her own armor, as it were, mm -hmm. David. That's a perfect example. 
And the reason why I'm sharing this is because so often we operate on these limiting beliefs, these limited resources, limited ideas. When God works off the law of abundance, there is no limits to the resources, the possibilities, and, and uh, what God is able to do through you. And when you realize there's no guesswork of whether this is going to be successful or not, when you take something that's already successful and you remix it, it greatly ex uh, exponentially increases your chance of being successful in your topic, your niche, your area, um, and when you apply the same principles. Yes? Yeah. I was like going back on what he said and then what you said. Um, it was just interesting because in the beginning when we like changed a lot of like our diet and things like that, um, you know, we had a very, my mom was like, what are we going to eat? Yeah. And, but suddenly we realized we can eat the exact same foods, but like, um, we've made like some things and like, even when the Mennonites, they taste the food, they're like, wow, this is good. But it's like completely different ingredients, like completely different Remixed. things in it. Yeah, just yeah, substituted. Just like, mm -hmm. That was really powerful for me too, because uh, I, I wanted to understand, like when changing the food, it's like, let me just replace that ingredient with the one that I eat. And it's the same thing, so with physical food, so it is with mental food. Yeah. As you're going through mental food, the things that you watch or you review or whatever, when someone has, something has like three million views and you're seeing that, you're like, wow, how can I... Like, how can this apply in the context of what I am doing? And it's not about doing the exact same thing that they're saying right there. Sometimes you got to, like, watermelon, eat the watermelon, spit out the seeds. And you got to re replace uh, some of those things. And you're like, well, that's not an ingredient that I would want. But what is an ingredient that I could put there? And, and you're remixing these, these words in your mind so that it's making sense applying to the context of what, what you understand, filtering everything through the scriptures. Yes? You're really changing, like, your belief, because uh, by doing that, it's like, instead of say, thinking so, like, limiting, like, I know my mind you what used to be, like, very, very limiting, like, I don't know how to do this, I guess I was kind of, like, thinking in a little box, and, like, anything else was not, but, like, through the remix strategy, you really learn how to, like, really open your eyes to, like, so much more different, different things and possibilities than you ever thought. Do you want to share something? Yeah, it's like, remember when, it, when we were learning about doing one thing at a time? Yeah. And we were like applying that to Bible study. Mm -hmm. But then I took that principle and then applied it to something else like playing piano or learning how to play different songs or mm -hmm. pieces, whatever. That's, that's exactly an example of the remix. Absolutely. And I'm sharing this because this has been so profound and life-changing. Once you understand the remix, then it's just a matter of, wait a second. Who has the results that I want? What is a result? What is an outcome? What is something that's already proven to work? And let's see, how does this fit? And when you're going through something, not asking, does this apply to me? But asking, how does this apply to me? How can I apply this in the context of what I'm already doing? Rather than veering off and going in some other direction based on what someone's suggesting you do, just stay the course of what you've committed to and asking, how does this concept, idea, or successful thing apply to the context of what I'm already doing? And it helps you to stay focused at doing your thing really well without getting sidetracked all over the place. So this is really powerful. Now, let's look at uh, what the Bible says about this. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Can I get a, another volunteer to read Philippians 1, 9? Thank you. Uh, 9 and 10. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that he may approve things that are excellent, that he may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. So can you tell me what the marginal says uh, on uh, that you may um, approve things that are excellent? What's that word, excellent? Did you guys catch that? So, that you may try things that differ. If we're only studying the things that we believe and the things, if you only listen to things that you already are familiar with, you already understand, and you're not getting the variety of different ideas, then it's going to be like really challenging 
to see possibilities. But when you're able, the remix strategy opens up the possibility where you see things that are of different idea, like the Bereans. They, they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? And that they searched the scriptures daily with all readiness of mind to see whether these things were so. So they are taking all these scientists. So there's a lot of scientists. Not all science is right. In the last video we, we saw there's true science and false science. But you take all science through the scriptures. And you look at the example of the Savior and you see like this is the standard. You're proving all things. You're testing. You're trying. You're putting everything on trial. All these differences. And you're saying, well, if the Word of God upholds this, then we'll do it. If the Word of God condemns us, then we need to, we need to remix that or throw it out. Or this is something uh, to consider. So that's the way you do it. What, what you want to look for is, um, I want to encourage you to look for um, higher level principles. If you can understand some of these higher level concepts, they can apply to every area of your life. For instance, like this, trading your expectation for appreciation. That's a really higher level concept. Uh, and, it, and it just, you could apply it to every scenario and situation. Now, I could, I can give you a tool how you can stop like arguing with someone. Um, and that's a, that's, that's one specific tactic to, to kind of like lower level, like maybe stop this type of argument. Or I can give you this tool, trade your expectation for appreciation and majority of arguments and disagreements would go away. And that's much higher that you could apply to multiple different areas. So be praying, like I am praying every day that God would teach me higher level systems that I could apply to bring those heaven-born results in all areas of my life so I could be in harmony with heaven. I want these higher level systems and I would encourage you to do that too. And I am committing my life to understanding what are the systems that I can find and apply and pack these decades into days. Um, and what, one other... One other high-level concept, and we'll close here, is um, is knowing the difference uh, between. Th this was really powerful for me. Is that um, a, like an achievement or like achieving a result, whatever it is? There is a science to achievements. There's a step by step. You can you can you can follow the steps and, and achieve whatever it is that people set out to do. But there is an art to fulfillment. And this is what's really powerful when you realize that um, a lot of these things is uh, the science and you're looking for a system. It's a step-by-step, -step, get a repeatable result. But the art is like your, that's unique to you. It's your God-given talents. The calling that God has placed on your life is unique. It's not the same as someone else's. That's why we shouldn't copy exactly what other people are doing. They don't have the same background, the experiences, the trials, the, the gifts, the talents, the unique calling that God has on your life. And so it, it requires a lot of us to be able to know ourselves, to understand more of who we are in Christ. You see, there is a, when the first step is to know yourself, and the second step is to be yourself and quit trying to be someone else. Um, for instance, there is a, like in, in public speaking, let's say you're communicating with people. There's a science of communication, science of persuasion, a science of speaking in a way that people can understand. There's a science of creating frameworks that people can remember. There's a science that you can learn and study, but there's the art of communication. And that art is that, that spin, that remix that you apply that's unique to your personality and your gifts and your skills. There's a science to cooking. You could follow that same th steps, but there's an art to cooking as well. That's the craft. That's the creative side. That's the, the talent that you bring to the mix. And each one of us have a unique way of doing things. So that is the, um, this, the shift between art and, and science. Um, there, there's a science to achievement, there's an art to fulfillment, but uh, achievement without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And we don't want to experience that. So many people think that in achieving they're going to get the things that they want, but then as soon as you achieve what you're looking for, the first thing you do is you set another, another goal to go achieve. You always want more. And 
we have to learn we have to learn ourselves we have to get an understanding daily of who we are through examining and through searching and, and praying to God and having that reflection time because when we do that we start to make progress we start to really find true joy and fulfillment in Christ there's one last equation we'll end here um, something that was super helpful it's another like system concept but this is where um, pain plus reflection equals progress. I want, I want this to really settle in. Pain plus reflection equals progress. When you go through a difficult experience or a challenge or some painful thing that, you're, uh, that happens, an event in life, when you take the time to reflect upon it, when you see like, why did this happen? How could I do it differently next time? What did I learn from that experience? What can I appreciate about this pain? What, and then when you see a, there's a purpose to your pain, that's how you start to make progress. But the problem is, many of us are just talking about our pain. We're just focusing on our pain. We're, we're sharing this pain that we're going through, we're, and it hurts, but there's no reflection, so there's no progress. And when you understand, when you have a, a system for reflecting upon the pains of the day, of the pain of the month, of the pain of the week, and you start to really be systematic in a biblical approach of how you can reflect on these experiences, that's when you start to have real progress. And, and the path of the just in Proverbs 4.18 shines more and more to the perfect day. Progress equals happiness. Even Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. So, um, that's in Luke 2.52. If you want to have progress, if you want to have real lasting change, then we need to be able to systematically reflect upon things. And that's why I really appreciate having this, uh, this daily account book because this has helped tremendously for us to have a consistent way to reflect upon the pain throughout the day, reflect upon the victories, what worked and what didn't work, and to really um, spend that thoughtful hour on the life of Christ and incorporate in all of our dealings and our, our plans and laying them at the foot of the cross um, daily. And, and going through this experience has been one of the greatest systems uh, that I've ever gone through in my life that has um, helped me to move forward and to see that so many of the questions that I had um, God has been answering by f just incorporating a system for consistently applying these biblical principles that are contained in this account book. Um, we, we, searched the, we searched the internet, we searched around for a journal, for a planner, for some sort of account book that has some principles, but what we found is that so many of these things, they have some like weird words, they're not what we want to do, they're following some different systems, and uh, and we're just like, man, that's not something we really want to use. We're like, what if there was a uh, planner that was just like, was like based on the scriptures and it was founded that there is a Bible answer for why anything that is in there is being done rather than just all these different ideas. What if we had um, a biblically based, scripture backed account book that we can use on our daily basis and we realize, you know what? We can create the product that we wish we saw in the world. And this is how the account book came about. We've been using this the last year. It has been transforming for the people who have been going through it consistently. And um, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't got your copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book, you can do so at thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. And you can, you can grab your copy today. Uh, this is a collection of many of the systems that have been really powerful um, in, our, in our lives, and we use this for coaching our students as they, they go through these, these processes in God's Word. So, uh, this is what we want to look at in, in, uh, in this leadership table. We're seeing that, uh, that science is, is a step-by-step. -step. I mean, there's, you don't have to be unclear. You don't have to be confused. There's a lot of clarity. Who, who feels that they've like, increased in clarity today? Praise the Lord. Um, and with that clarity, it's a first step of going in that direction that God is calling you to do so you can be all that you were called to be in Christ Jesus. So um, let's, let's close here with a word of prayer.
Dear Father in Heaven, thank you very much for the privilege that you have given to each of us so that we can come together, we can open your word, we can understand more of the principles and the sciences, the laws that are governing, that you have put in place that govern each of our results. Father, I pray that we can uh, reflect your character, both your thoughts and your feelings, that we could be representatives of the world. Um, and as we connect with you, the influence that you have on us could be influenced to others. And it could be a saver of life unto life. We pray that you will develop each of the leaders that are here under the sound of my voice. Draw us closer to the cross of Calvary. We thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for, for watching um, and for participating with us. If, you, um, if you've enjoyed this, then I encourage you to share this with other people who, who you believe need to be here. Um, let me know in the comment section below what is something that stood out to you the most. I would love to hear um, what was an aha or, or some epiphany that you had um, in this and, and how you'll be able to apply that. Uh, moving forward from now. So just remember that leadership is a skill of influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Every man, woman, and child has influence. But the question is, are we using that influence to lead others to Christ?